Hi, I'm Leah Lane, an award-winning travel writer and author of Places I Remember, Tales, Truths, Delights from 100 Countries. On this podcast, we share conversations with travelers about fascinating destinations and memorable experiences around the world. Our guest today is Marion Goldberg. She was the Japan National Tourism Organization's Public Relations Manager for the Americas for 11 years. She's traveled to Japan 43 times and is one of America's foremost media and marketing authorities on travel to Japan. Welcome, Marion. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for inviting me. It's lovely to have you and to talk about one of the most beautiful countries um, in the world. In this episode, we're going to focus on some of the unique escapes in Japan from calming retreats to exciting adventures. I think we need that right now very much. So let's start. I know you love visiting Buddhist temples. Tell us about that. Well, I want to say something about uh, Buddhist temples and, uh, and, and, and Shinto shrines, because a lot of people don't know the difference. They don't know the difference between a shrine or a temple. So the temples are, in fact, Buddhist and the shrines are Shinto. But in many cases, the, sh the Shinto shrines can actually be on a Buddhist temple complex. There are um, certain shrines that are not, and those are the, some of the larger ones, such as Meiji Shrine in Tokyo, which is in its own private garden. You walk along a, a path through almost a wilderness area until you reach the shrine itself. Um, it, there's something really calming about going there. The way the the trees and the flowers and the plants are all manicured perfectly, the way the rocks are, um, are raked um, and just walking through the landscape, just is hearing the, the wind rustle on the trees is very calming. I know and, uh, Shintoism yeah. is called nature's religion or nature religion, correct? Right. So it's it, so that that's another thing is that um, they believe that the uh, each everything in nature has kind of like a, a soul, a kami, and um, and it kind of comes alive. And it's and the it's the importance of nature, and and it's really kind of beautiful. Tell me about something I'm really intrigued about. It's called forest bathing. What is that? So, so it's actually when you walk out into the forest, and you can actually feel the the energy of the forest and kind of bathe yourself in the feeling of being in that nature so it's the senses like the sound of the birds the smell of the trees yes. that sort of thing i think you can do that anywhere really it would be a very good thing to do as a as a calming a calming thing how yes. about the um hiking with the mountain monks i've heard of that is that okay related so the so the Yabasame, the mountain monks, they're they they're they're very prevalent in an area called Yamagata, which is in northern Honshu, but there are other places in Japan, such as Nikko, such as the um, rural areas of Nara Prefecture in western Japan and Kansai region. And um and they're very spiritual. They'll um, blow the sound of the conch shell, and 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 you can walk along a pil pilgrimage with them. They're especially in Yamagata. They have several day long uh, hikes that you can actually take with these mountain monks. There's three mountains, correct? They they go over uh, 
during uh, that hike. Yes, yes. During the one in Yamagata. Correct. Yes. I know it's one of the longest, one of the oldest hikes ever. It's about 1400 years old. I, right. I heard that and I, I would love to do that. Um, well, if you take a hike, how about a bath, a hot spring bath? That's up mm. there in the volcanic mountains. Well, you can take, Japan is a volcanic made up of many volcanic islands. I mean, it's it, there's there's seismic activity throughout all of the islands. And because of that, there's a lot of hot springs. And um, you you the, the, many times people would go into a hotel and 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 enjoy a hot spring bath within the the hotel or Ryokan, the Japanese style inn. But there are also hot springs out in the mountains and um, I remember when my kids were little, my son was, uh, he was just four years old, and we had gone on a Japan Rail, Japan East Rail Pass, which is just available for the Eastern Japan and Eastern Honshu, and we went really far north, and we came to a place where we went, got to go to a hot spring bath, and it, and it had been it it hadn't snowed yet it was but it was it was in december but that that night that we stayed at the inn it snowed and the next morning we got to take the hot spring bath outside so an outside bath is called a rochamboro and we got to go to the outside bath in the snow and because my son was little i took him with me with the the women and he was kicking and screaming he didn't want to go outside naked you know it is cold outside and i was carrying him and he was biting my arm and i put him into the tub and there was all these naked women in the tub and then he just as soon as he gets into the hot tub, he just gets really quiet. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like a fantasy. I think many men would, would dream of that one. <laughs> um, and, all the, and all the Japanese women in the tub started laughing. Right. <laughs> Covering their mouths and laughing. <laughs> very cute. Um, up there in that area, there's, there are Buddhist temple stays where you can stay in a, in a temple inn. Is that, is that correct? That, well, you can find temple stays in, in various parts of Japan. Uh, in Western Japan, in Yamagata, and sorry, in Wakayama Prefecture, there is a place called Mount Koya or Koyasan, and that's supposed to be a very myth, um, uh, mythic and important historic uh, religious experience. I've actually been there, and you you take. You go from Osaka and you take a train and then another train and then up and then to get into a mountain train and then a bus up to the top, the air, top area of the mountains. And it's this, in the city, this, the, I don't know if you want to call it a city or the town of Mount Koya is filled with so many, many Buddhist temples and all of them are called um, are most of them are open for the, to the public for people to stay overnight. It's called a Shikubo and you stay overnight and you have experiences with the monks themselves. You write sutra in the morning, you meditate, you eat vegetarian Buddhist cuisine with the monks and you have a complete immersive experience. You spend the day, you can walk around the town, go from temple to temple. Um, a lot of them are very, almost like museums with what with the different artifacts that they have. And it's just so relaxing and, and Sounds delicious. Are the are the lodgings simple, similar to Rayakons where there are sliding doors and tatami floors and that kind of thing? Yeah, so so um, some of the accommodations are more modest, 
and some of them are more luxurious. It depends what you pay to stay. Um, but yes, there's they they have the tatami mat floors, and they they have the you know the area where you walk in and you step up a little bit to and you take your shoes off before you go in. You never walk on the tatami or the wood with your shoes on. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it, it was it was really a wonderful experience. Now I know Japan has wonderful four seasons. You mentioned that already, and so gardens are a, a joy. Um, you mentioned light up festivals. What exactly is a light up festival? So so in Japan they celebrate the seasons, as you said, and in the in the spring when you have the cherry blossoms. And, and then some other flowers as well. Um, they, they may light up the, the areas at night. Like if you go to Kyoto at night, the streets that are lined with sakura, cherry blossoms, uh, will be lit up. And it's almost like they're glowing. There's, um, the, there's an area in Tokyo um, called uh, Nakamegoro where there's a canal and, 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 they'll, and during cherry blossom season, they'll light up the cherry blossoms. So it looks really beautiful. And then, and then they do this, a similar kind of thing when the, um, the leaves change in the autumn and they'll, in the gardens in Kyoto, they'll light up the, um, the trees so that you can really see the, the different colors. And in a town called Nikko, which is about two hours north of Tokyo, which is very famous for um, Toshogu Shrine, which is the burial place of the first Tokugawa shogun, Ieyasu. They, they have quite a number of world heritage sites at temples and shrines in addition to um, Toshogu Shrine. And they will have light-ups. Um, Rinoji Temple specifically has light-ups of some of the autumn flowers and the, the, the leaves. Sounds, sounds beautiful. I, this isn't a garden, but I remember a beautiful walk through a bamboo forest in Kyoto where you were just in a cathedral of, of, of trees and plants, and it was just peaceful and beautiful and a, a wonderful memory. So that's that's kind of like a garden to me. Um, can, can, I about some about, can I mention something about that? Okay. Sure. So, so, so there's this beautiful bamboo forest, uh, bamboo walkway forest in, in Kyoto. But there's another bamboo forest that is in um, in in Shuzenji in Shizuoka Prefecture, and and it's smaller, but it, it looks almost the same. But there's no hardly ever anyone there, and they and they light that up at night as well. Oh my! Next time, um, how about some adventure? What are some of the things? I know there's something called the Mishima Skywalk. I've heard about that a lot because there's there are many things you can do there that are very adventurous. What are some of them? Okay, so so I'll I'll mention Mishima Skywalk. So so Mishima Skywalk only opened a few years ago, but it's it's the long pedestrian walkway that literally is in front of Mount Fuji. So you can take the uh, the Shinkansen bullet train, uh, the Kodama line, which is the, um, the one that makes more stops, to a town in Shizuoka Prefecture called Mishima, and then take a taxi to uh, the skywalk area and they'll and you take a an escalator up and you get on you walk literally you're walking in front of mount fuji it's wow. a magnificent experience all around you the mountains and you can see mount fuji so clearly like you're right in front of it but then also more recently they started adventure activities from the skywalk. So you can literally do a glide off the skywalk, bungee jump from the skywalk, do 
take buy like a package with an adventure package and do these adventure experiences from the sky of skywalk right in front of mount fuji wow (laughs) that sounds fabulous let's go back to some calm though how about a tea ceremony or flower arranging that is one of the most peaceful lovely things you can do and i i will i remember that very very fondly so there are many places where you can do a tea ceremony in Japan. You can, there are many hotels on the um, Keio Plaza Hotel in Tokyo actually has uh, a, a, a tea ceremony package that you can buy and, um, and you can book a time and they have a tea room in the hotel or you can, and uh, there are some s- studios where you can dress up as a, a Maika, which is a geisha in training, or um, a geisha in, in Kyoto and, and Tokyo and other places, and then often have a tea ceremony with the Maiko or geiko. Uh, geiko is the word for geisha in, in Kyoto. Or there's a town that's in Kyoto Prefecture called Uji, which is basically like a tea town. And you get off the train and all you see are shops selling all kinds of tea paraphernalia and tea itself. And, and you can go and book a tea ceremony with, with what, uh, at one of the places there. And uh, you will sit around and they will serve you the tea. And with, this is very important when I'm trying to get this screen to so it doesn't. When they serve you the bowl, they are looking at a beautiful tea bowl that usually has some kind of a decoration on it. And th- that decoration is in front of them. But when they serve you the tea, they turn it around. So the decoration is in front of you and they bow. When you drink the tea, after you're finished, you, you put it down and you turn it around so the decoration is in front of them. Interesting. Um, one of the things that's very popular today are, well, extremely popular, pilgrimages. And I know there is one that's very famous with 88 stops, I believe, on it. Um, could you tell me a little bit about that? Because nothing is more spiritual or calming than a pilgrimage. Okay, so there are... There are four main islands of Japan and the smallest of the four main islands is the south south of the the uh, inland sea where there are hundreds and hundreds of little islands and it's absolutely spectacular view is the island of Shikoku and uh, a, a monk I can't remember how many years ago it was many years ago uh, by the name of Kobodaichi or Kukai came and from China and did this pilgrimage all around Shikoku and established these 88 temples. And people can do that now. They can do a part of it or they can do it all. And there are actually some tour companies that are doing this. Called, it's called the Henro, that, that particular walk, H-E-N-R-O. And, uh, and, and it's, it's great exercise too, because oh, you're yeah. going up a lot of steps oh, to get yeah. to some of these temples. It's a combination of spiritual and exciting adventure. I, I know yes. someone who did it for two months. <laughs> he came back very fit. Um, let me just ask you about animals. I love animals. And I think there's something that's very special called snow monkeys. I've seen pictures. I've never seen it in person. Do they only go out in the snow? I always wonder, they look like old men with white hair when they're in the hot, you know, in the bath. But uh, are they there all year? Or they're, just they're, in they're, the they're, in the, they're in the park in, in uh, Nagato Prefecture. Um, all year round, but in the wintertime they're cold. So they go into the hot spring and um, and it, they look so cute. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm telling you, they, they have the little red faces, they're sweating from the heat, you know, and there's little the little baby ones and adults and they're grooming each other and they're just so adorable. Very cute. Um, after that, I, I think uh, there are other hikes that are not related to spiritual, uh, like Buddhism or anything, but they're very beautiful. One is in a subtropical island with magnificent cedar forests. Can you tell me about that one? Okay, so, so Yakushima Island, which is a world heritage, natural world heritage site or world heritage island, um, has has some has the oldest old growth cedars in Japan and just walking through there it's it's you can just breathe the fresh air and the moisture and it's everything is green and there's moss everywhere and you're just hiking through these these ancient forests and it's and it's a wonderful experience up on the, the mountain you know climbing in the mountains and through the forest and they have guides that will take you and explain all of the vegetation there and everything else yes very lush someone told me that it rains 35 days a month yes <laughs> and that the trees are over seven thousand years old yes. so you you really have some some experience there what about the uh the hike between Kyoto and Tokyo that's very famous okay so so the there was the old Nakasendo road which was the or some people call it a highway but it's not really a highway it's by today's words um between Tokyo and Kyoto and um and now it's kind of an a post well the, the the highway is actually now the bullet train which goes from Tokyo to Kyoto but but parallel to that, you can go through little towns and villages in um, in different prefectures um, along the Nakasendo, uh, like Sumago and Magome, and there's there's lovely little machia style traditional houses, little merchant houses uh, selling things, and and you meet you meet people on the way, and you have uh, also have it. It's it within the forest, and it's actually really beautiful to do again in the autumn when the leaves are, are changing, especially. Sounds but I know great. people have done it in the summer as well. Sound, all these things sound so wonderful. Um, I know there's a traditional style ski experience that I wanted you to talk about because it sounds really interesting. For people who like to ski, this is one that they might want to seek out. Okay. What makes so, it special? Well, most people, when they go to Japan, they think of the world-class skiing in um, in especially in Hokkaido in uh, um, they, there's a place called Niseko. In fact, uh, just recently, just last year, the, the Park Hyatt Niseko opened. And um, so everyone thinks of Japan in terms of um, skiing there. But in, um, in Yamagata prefecture, there is a place called Zao, Z-A-O Onsen. And what they have are all these trees that have a strange phenomenon, the way the wind blows and they cover themselves, they get covered with snow and they look like snow monsters. <laughs> and you can ski around the snow monsters. And also there, there's other experiences you can take. If you don't ski, there are snowmobile rides. And during during the winter, when they, when these are, uh, these trees are covered and looking like snow monsters, they light them up just the oh way they goodness. light up the <laughs> the way 
way they light up the flowers and the and the leaves and other seasons in, in, in Japan. And so you you can actually just go and watch and walk through it and have the light up experiences or take a snowmobile wow. around right around. Someone mentioned also there's there's steam coming all around the hot springs there that are that have been there for many, many centuries. So you walk along in this old village with steam coming up all around you. It sounds really surreal. Sounds like a wonderful place, even if you yeah. don't ski. I would just like to go there just exactly. To if you just go, it. if you don't ski, you have the hot springs and you have the great food at the at the inns that you could stay at there, the Ryokan. So yeah, wonderful. After all this hiking and skiing and all peace and all, how about some sake? I would say that would be something that a lot of people would find very very calming. Tell me about it. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about one place. Um, so if you take the the the, the Nagano Shinkansen to Nagano, so it's about um, it's a little over an hour from Tokyo because the bullet train is so rapid, um, and you can get off at um, um, Sorry, sorry, my apologies. It's not, it's, it is, it's going to Niigata. So it's, it's really further, but it goes through Nagano, but it goes to Niigata, to Niigata station. There, you can get off there and there is, it's almost like a little sake museum at the station. And they have all these different varieties of sake kind of on tap and you oh put my. money in, you buy a coin and, and then you put the money in and you get a glass and then you get a sample of the sake, whichever, whichever machine that has this, because in, in, not, and, and Niigata, there are 93 different breweries for oh. sake. And they even have a, um, a sake festival every winter time. Um, but yeah, so you can go and taste the, the sake at, uh, right at the train station there. But, um, also, so many sake breweries now are offering tours, so uh, you can actually go and see the, the behind the scenes of how they make the sake for many generations. There's a sake in the more rural area of Tokyo called the Tama region, Ozawa Shuzo, where uh, Mr. Ozawa, the current Mr. Ozawa, is his name is Mickey, is the 23rd third generation sake brewer. <laughs> I guess we can't sake even is... imagine in this country, right? I know that's very healthy. <laughs> sake keeps you healthy. <laughs> and 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 we asked him how many times he drinks sake. He says every day. <laughs> <laughs> every day, every meal. <laughs> and maybe not with a meal. We you know <laughs> he just makes it. But it was so cute and so well, funny. I... It was such a place a wonderful place to visit. Adorable. I think that's this is a great place to to end it because I'm thinking of all the wonderful things we've gone over and we do end with since this is places I remember to ask you what would you say is your most memorable escape that you've had in Japan out of 43 times there. So I my first time staying at a luxury ryokan so some of the ryokan are more modest but there was in um, Ishikawa Prefecture on the Japan Sea Coast, um, about 20 minutes south of the city of Kanazawa, there's um, a, 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 a place called Yamagata Onsen. Yama, sorry, Yamanaka, Yamanaka Onsen, not to be confused with the prefecture of Yamagata, Yamanaka Onsen. There was a place called Kayotai. And this Ryokan was so beautiful. And they had this outdoor Rotenboro, outdoor hot spring tub with the most magnificent view of the landscape. And, and, the, and the tub was so warm and it was 
I was almost by myself. There's just a couple of other people there and just looking out there and relaxing and being my first time having that experience. It was just, it was just one of these wow moments. And I thought, you know, I could do a two week trip to Japan, just going from hot spring to hot spring and just taking a bath every day, taking a bath <laughs> in a different place. And drinking and sake. <laughs> I'll tell you, you <laughs> I'll tell you one other thing. There's there's an airport in Japan. Uh, there's a couple of them that are off the coast, uh, but uh, the the airport in Nagoya is off the coast. Um, it's a man-made island off the coast. Uh, the one in, um, in in Kansai is also off the uh, man-made island, but this one actually has a hot spring on the roof of the airport. <laughs> and all different and you, you pay money and so why you have to you check in instead of hanging around and you don't know what you want to do for two hours before your flight you can go take a bath <laughs> and, and 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 you put your robe on they can walk outside and you can actually be in your yukata robe looking outside watching the planes taking well, off <laughs> it, it sure beats it sure beats jfk <laughs> i'll take it Thank you very much, Mary. And this has been fascinating. And I think uh, I want to go back at least one more time, if not as many as you've been. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to our award-winning podcast. We've recorded over 100 episodes of Places I Remember. So follow us on any podcast app. And new monthly episodes are also on YouTube with gorgeous video. My book, Places I Remember, is available in print and Kindle, and I read the audio version. Follow my travel writing at Forbes.com. Contact me at the links in the show notes or on my website, PlacesIRememberLeahLane.com, and keep making your own travel memories.